0: Hi, I'm Julie Schweder-Coyazzo, and this is the Indie Travel Podcast Guide to New York City. New York City hardly requires any introduction. People in even the most remote corners of the world have heard of this dynamic city, and most travelers, regardless of their budget, aspire to pass through this so-called crossroads of the world at some point in their travels. But there's the New York of television and movie fame, and the New York of guidebooks, both of which are very different from the new york of new yorkers you probably already know those versions of new york today in this podcast we'll talk about the new york city you've probably never seen before first though a word from our sponsor hostel bookers today's show is sponsored by hostel bookers a budget accommodation website run by travelers for travelers you can search and book a range of hostels guest houses cheap hotels and apartments online in over 3,000 destinations worldwide, from Nice to, you guessed it, New York. As the only independent hostel booking website that doesn't charge a booking fee, Hostel Bookers offers the cheapest prices and value for backpackers and budget travelers. Hostel Bookers also features thousands of customer ratings and reviews, helping you get a clearer picture of what each accommodation has to offer. Sounds like a good resource to check out. New York City means different things to different people. Maybe that's why it has so many different nicknames. One writer has documented as many as 98, though I'd never heard of half of them. The three most popular nicknames, and the ones you've probably heard before, are the Big Apple, the City That Never Sleeps, and Gotham. Before it was given the name it carries today, New York City was known as New Amsterdam, a nod of recognition to the city's Dutch founders. The city was renamed in 1664, and even though few people know it, it played an important early role in U.S. politics. It served as the nation's capital from 1785 until 1790. Located in the southern part of New York State, New York City is not the capital of New York, though those of us who live here think the city is the center not just of the state, but of the whole world. The city is made up of five boroughs or counties, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and the most famous of all, Manhattan. The most recent statistics available indicate that more than 8 million people call New York City home. That's almost 43% of the total population of New York State. As one of the United States' most vibrant cities, New York is attractive to travelers both from the U.S. and from abroad. If English isn't your first language, don't worry it probably won't be too difficult for you to find someone here who speaks your native tongue. Spanish is spoken by more than one million people who live here, and Chinese by more than 300,000. Russian, Italian, and French are all spoken by 100,000 or more people. And at last count, during the 2000 census, we're due for another one this year, there were at least 35 other languages spoken in the city. Once infamous for its seediness and its prime statistics, the rough-and-tumble image of New York is now just another chapter in its past. Immigrants from all over the world and transplants from all over the United States converge on this relatively small and very expensive piece of real estate, hoping to make it in one of the world's most expensive, competitive cities. Today, New York is known for its vibrant art and culinary scene which can fit every budget. And maybe you'll find it surprising but increasingly, New York is also known for its outdoor recreational activities and they're not just limited to Central Park. So let's talk a bit about what you need to know when you're preparing for your trip here and then we'll talk about what you can expect to see when you come to visit. First up, temperatures. New York City, like most of the Northeastern United States, experiences significant changes in temperature throughout the year. Spring, which runs from March to May, averages 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Because some days can be considerably warmer, you should probably pack layers. Summer, from June to August, averages 75 degrees, but it can get as hot as the high 90s. Fall, like spring, is highly variable. From September to November, expect temperatures to average 58 degrees. And for winter, you'd better bundle up. In December, January, and February, Temperatures hover around the low to mid-30s, and can get even lower. Since the city is surrounded by water, winds can make it seem even colder. How do you get here? New York City is serviced by three major airports, LaGuardia and JFK, which are in New York proper, and Newark, which is just across the Hudson River in Newark, New Jersey. LaGuardia handles most domestic flights, and it's the airport that's closest to the city center, just eight miles from midtown Manhattan. From LaGuardia, you can take the M60 bus into Manhattan, but be sure to have the exact fare of $2.25, no bills, on hand. Taxis are readily available, too, but skip the men inside the terminal who approach you with offers of service and opt for the yellow cabs outside instead. New York City taxis now accept major debit and credit cards if you'd prefer to pay with plastic instead of cash. JFK, approximately 12 miles from midtown Manhattan, is the airport you're most likely to fly into if you're arriving in New York from abroad. Like LaGuardia, you can catch a bus or a taxi into the city from the airport, but a taxi will be pricey, budget at least $40. Either option is likely to have you spending the first part of your vacation annoyed with New York City traffic. A better bet would be to take the air train out of the airport and into the city subway system. Newark, about 16 miles from midtown Manhattan, is an option for visitors arriving by plane. Like JFK, it handles many international flights. Taxis and train service are available from Newark, dropping passengers off in the heart of the city. Be prepared to pay for a taxi ride, though. Depending on traffic and your specific destination, the fare can run upwards of $50. While we're talking about money, let's talk about budgeting for the basics. A pint, a bed, and a ride. New York City has no shortage of bars. You can find a dive or a happy hour special offering draft for as little as $3. But expect most of the city's watering holes to offer pints at $6 to $7 each. Nurse them slow if you're trying to stretch your budget. The price of lodging may sober you up, especially if you blew your budget on those pints. But there are deals to be had. The average price of a hostel dorm is $35 to $45 a night. The best deals can be had at the Big Apple Hostel in Times Square and the Chelsea International Hostel. Chelsea's a location that can't be beat for art lovers, night clubbers, and foodies. But the accommodations here are cut rate for a reason. They're shabby and no frills. If you're planning to stay in the city for three months or longer, you may want to check out the work exchange program offered by the Jazz Hostel, which has several locations across the city. If you're a step above hostels, but you don't have a plaza, Ritz, or Trump pocketbook, the best mid-range options can be found at chain hotels like Holiday Inn, Ramada Inn, and Comfort Inn in Long Island City. Don't be misled by the name of the neighborhood. Long Island City is not in Long Island. It's in Queens. And though it's not in Manhattan, Long Island City is just five minutes from Times Square by subway. The difference that five minutes can make on your wallet is worth it. Nightly rates can be found for as low as $79 before tax. If your budget is a bit more, uh generous, Manhattan is home to the flagships of many hotel chains. And in recent years, we've experienced a boutique hotel boom, too. Prices at boutique properties like the Gem Hotel start around $140 a night, depending on the season. But if you're particularly flush with cash, the Four Seasons offers rooms ranging from $600 a night to just short of $1,000. Beer, bed, what else? Ah, transportation. As much as New Yorkers complain about the rising cost of their public transportation system, New York City Transit is one of the world's most comprehensive subway and bus systems. The current price per ride is $2.25, but you'd be much better off to buy an unlimited pass. Unlimited passes come in daily, weekly, or monthly increments, and can be bought with cash, credit cards, or debit cards inside any metro station. Look for the metro card machine in each station. Underground and above, New York can seem utterly overwhelming to first-time visitors. You're in for a surprise, though. It's actually one of the U.S.'s most compact and navigable cities, especially if your visit is confined to Manhattan. Even for the most directionally impaired traveler, it's easy to get oriented in Manhattan, which is laid out on a grid system. The Hudson River is to your west. The East River is, as the name suggests, to your east. In between, avenues run west to east and streets run south to north. The number of the avenues gets lower as you move east. Street numbers get higher as you move north. The system doesn't apply completely downtown, where many street names, like Wall Street, Canal Street, and Houston Street, not Houston, hark back to the early days of the city. Grab a free map in any subway station, and you'll be oriented in no time. Now another word from our sponsor, Hostel Bookers. If you're traveling to New York on a budget, you can search and book your accommodation online with no booking fee at our sponsor's website, Hostelbookers.com. From stylish, modern budget accommodation in fashionable Manhattan to lively student hostels in Brooklyn, Hostelbookers has a wide range of places to stay on a budget. Prices start at just $17 per night for a dorm bed with Hostelbookers. Don't tell New Yorkers, though. They might just give up their lease. Let's talk a little bit about food and drink in the city. New York's culinary landscape has been defined by films as a smorgasbord comprised of pizza, hot dogs, and pretzels served up from street carts, and steaming bowls of pasta served alongside tables of mafioso and Little Italy. You can find all those things here, but it would be a shame if you limit yourself to them. For one thing, street food has become incredibly sophisticated in the past few years. You can find dumplings, ice cream, and Belgian waffles, barbecue, enchiladas, Jamaican jerk chicken, and Indian biryani all dished out of food trucks that park temporarily at curbs around the city. Traveling foodies shouldn't miss Chelsea Market, a former Nabisco warehouse converted into a food and shopping arcade. Thai, Italian, American seafood, and organic local fare are just a few of the specialties here, and the bakeries turning out fresh bread and pastries can't be beat. Visit in the late afternoon when many of the shops sell their goods, including sandwiches, at half price. Let's talk about some of the things that you can see in New York City. Most guidebooks recommend the same set of tried-and-true tourist attractions. The Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, the Statue of Liberty. But New York City offers many more activities and sites to see than can possibly fit into the pages of even the most novel and comprehensive guide. One of the newest attractions, the High Line, is an elevated park that's just a short walk and currently runs from Gansevoort Street to 20th Street. Eventually, it will extend all the way to 34th Street. It doesn't cost a dime to visit, and though the warmer months are the best times to walk along the High Line path, enjoying views of the Hudson River and the native plants landscaping the park, it's such a lovely place that it's worth a visit anytime you're in town. During the summer months and into early fall, it's just a short walk from the High Line to the Hudson River Park which runs almost the entire length of Manhattan. This park, more than 10 years in the making, is comprised of cycling, running, and rollerblading paths, places for picnicking, enjoying open-air concerts and movies, both of which are offered by the city for free during the summer, and kayak launches. All of those activities are free. Within the park's boundaries is the Chelsea Pier Sports Complex, where you can bowl, golf, or practice your swing in the batting cage for a modest fee. There's also a trapeze school and a sailing school in the park. If you're visiting in winter months, you can enjoy ice skating for free in Bryant Park, located behind the main branch of the New York Public Library. Skates are provided. In summer months, free films are offered on the same lawn every Monday night. If the outdoors isn't your thing, then there's plenty of indoor entertainment to keep you busy throughout your visit, too. The Comics Comedy Club and the newly trendy Meatpacking District has a comedy night called Get Your Yucks For Five Bucks. It's just one of dozens of comedy clubs around the city. If you're one of the many visitors who want to see a Broadway show, be sure to check out the cut-rate ticket vendor, TKTS, which has its main booth in the middle of Times Square. They offer same-day tickets for most Broadway shows at a cut-price rate. If you're the museum type, don't overlook some of the smaller, lesser-known institutions in the city. They may not have the same name recognition that MoMA and the Met do, but the Museum of Chinese in America and El Museo del Barrio are both wonderful neighborhood museums showcasing artwork that reflects the cultural diversity of New York. With lower ticket prices and fewer visitors, you don't really have an excuse not to visit these museums. If you're really on the cheap, I recommend following New Yorkology on Twitter. She maintains a list of free admission days as well as other announcements about current events around the city many of which are affordable for the budget traveler. Every major guidebook publisher has a New York City title in its collection, but some of the offbeat guides written by locals offer travelers of all types specialized guides that are better choices. Whatever your interest, there's probably a guide for it. Just a few that come to mind? Off the beaten subway track? Field Guide to the Natural World of New York City? Yes, there is such a thing. Bloom's Literary Guide to New York? the Slow Food Guide to New York City, the Jazz Guide to New York City, and the Cheap Bastard's Guide to New York City. That was particularly popular with the budget traveler. Once you've done New York, though to be honest, one is never really done with New York, you can easily use the city as a jumping off point for any other major East Coast destination, including Boston, Washington, DC, and Philadelphia. Budget bl- buses, including Fung Hwa and Bolt, offer tickets between $1 and $20 each. Bolt buses are becoming increasingly popular with frequent travelers on a budget, not the least reason being that they are equipped with Wi-Fi. Amtrak trains, and of course the airports, also serve as points of departure if you're in a hurry to move faster. After New York though, you just might need a rest. Before I go, thanks again to Hostelbookers who sponsored today's show. As well as more than 13,000 hostels and 3,000 destinations worldwide, Bookers offers guides to top worldwide destinations including New York, plus articles and information on events, transportation, and trip planning. Check out the Hostelbookers blog on hostelbookers.com for information on where to stay in New York and their favorite things to do on a budget. Until next week, travel well.